0: Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard.
1: Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering.
0: If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. We have Bond speaking this morning. So Bond, do you want to come up? Well, whether you want to or not, you're coming up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just going to pray for. uh, That's that's great. Put it between your teeth. Uh, Let us uh, let us pray. Lord, you, um, you know what you have for us this morning, what you want us to hear. And so I just pray that we would come this morning with, um, with hearts and minds that are ready to receive from you. And um, Lord, I thank you for Bon, uh, for the preparation that she's done. And uh, Lord, I just pray that um, you'd guide her words, that you would anoint them, uh, that you would bring a freedom to her and um, Lord, that you would inspire her. If she needs to go off script, Lord, I pray that you would just give her the words to say Mm. and uh, and bless her and her family, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Well, good morning. Can you hear me? Excellent. This often happens, I notice when I speak, it's a bit unfair, I end up crying before I come up to speak. Touched by something, or Holy Spirit, or something going on. Um, so, yes, so if I'm a little bit emotional, I apologize. So, we last week started a new series on the book of Joshua, and this series we are going to be doing over the next uh, couple of months, so it's eight weeks. Um, And our heart, really, behind doing this series uh, is unsurprising to all of you. It has been a season of a lot of change. Um, There's a lot going on at the moment, um, but also as a church, we are in a, a new season. We've had a change of leadership over the last year, and so we are now getting to the point, as we're coming out of COVID, slowly coming Out, It kind of feels a little bit like back and forth all the time, doesn't it? Where we're starting to re-engage back into life again. Whereas the church, we're going, God, what do you have for us? What is it that you have on your heart for Northridge in this new season, in this next season? Um, And so we, we wanted to look at the book of Joshua, the first sort of eight chapters of the book, And use the next couple of months as an opportunity to really dig in and ask the Lord, to seek the Lord, um, to listen to the Lord. And so actually through the month of June, we're going to take that whole month as a church to pray. And we're going to do that in various ways. We are going to, uh, obviously through the Sundays, we'll have our teaching and a lot of that will be around consecrating ourselves about, um, on spiritual warfare, on the battles, on leaning into the Spirit. We'll be doing that. We'll also, at the beginning of June, have a prayer and worship night, just as a way to come before the Lord and um, bring our hearts before the Lord and to listen to the Lord. Um, and we're also going to have 24 hours of prayer later on in June an opportunity for us to, again, come spend an hour or so praying, asking the Lord, seeking the Lord together. And then during that month, we've put together a resource where you can use it either in your life groups or you can use it personally uh, to just engage daily in seeking the Lord, asking the Lord. Um, what is he doing, where is he going? And we'll do that on sort of a personal level and we'll do that on a church level and then we'll do that uh, more for the wider community. And so our heart over these next couple of months is that we will just slow down. I don't know about you, but it's felt like one to a thousand coming back into things. After doing very little, it seems like life is quite crazy at the moment. And so we just wanted to take the opportunity as a whole church just to slow down and to seek the Lord. So I want you guys to look out for that, um, those different things, Um, and also just invite you to really lean in to this next season. There's going to be an opportunity if you have pictures or words uh, for us as a church where you feel like um, things that God might be saying, where they might be dreams that God might be birthing in you or passions that he might be igniting. There'll be an, a way to send that through to us and send that through to the office so that we can gather up and see the thread that God has uh, for us as a church. But this morning... We are going to jump into Joshua 2, so if you have your devices or Bibles with you, why don't you flick over to Joshua 2, and we're going to read together. I think the words might also come up on the the screen. Hi, Joshua. Joshua 2, first one. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go, look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the men, two men, and hidden them. She said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know that, where they came from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gates, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them." But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given this land to you and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and when you, and what you did at Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts sank and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven and above heaven above and on earth below. Now, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family, because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother and my brothers and sisters and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Now, just to give a little bit of context of where we are in the story— So Moses has just handed over leadership of Israel to Joshua. And the Israelites have been wandering in the desert for 40 years, and now they've come back to where they're going to cross over to the promised land on the other side. The Israelites have been here before. 40 years ago, they were in the same spot, And Moses picked 12 men from the 12 tribes, we know their names, we know which tribe they came from, and he sent them out to go and spy the land. And some of us know the story. The 12 came back, 10 of them went, "Uh, no, have you seen how big they are? Absolutely not. It is terrifying, it's new, and it's dangerous. This is paraphrased, by the way. You can look it up in Deuteronomy if you'd like the exact words. And two of them went, God has promised us this land. Yes, they're big, but let's go. And um, it's interesting because the people revolted. They said, I wish we were back in... um, in Egypt, that's right. Better to go back to Egypt where we knew how things worked, but it wasn't that scary. In fact, they were so incensed with the two spies that said, let's go, they wanted to stone them. One of those spies was Joshua. The other was Caleb. So here we are, are coming for round two. Joshua, another leader, is standing in the same spot again. And God is saying it's now time to go into the promised land. As you read verse 1, I think it's really interesting. There are two things which I find quite fascinating as I read that. Firstly, Joshua decides to secretly send out spies. When Moses had... um, when Moses had done it, he had announced it, they had gone through, you know, said who the men were, picked them from a very specific um, tribe and let the whole group know. But Joshua decides, I'm just going to secretly do it. In fact, we don't even know what their names. And Joshua only sends out two. Now, it's really interesting, isn't it, because... I wonder what was going on for Joshua in that moment. I don't know if you, in life at all, have felt like you're going over the same ground again. Or you come to a situation, you think, I think I've been here before, and it didn't go so well last time. There's this opportunity that Joshua has. What? does he do? You know, Joshua being one of the two uh, spies that came back and had seen the land, could have gone, I know what it looks like. I know it's 40 years later, but I have a rough idea. I remember certain things. I know what it looks like. I'm just going to go on what I know. Come on, guys, let's go. He could have just done what was done before. He could have picked 12. He could have given everyone's name. But here, Joshua decides to trust the Lord, trust his instincts and what the Lord has put into him, and to lean in. So he risks. He takes the risk of sending spies out again. He takes the risk of these two possibly coming back and saying, no, 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 it's too scary. You know, sometimes when God is preparing us for new places, he's preparing us for new ground, he wants to take us into a new space or area, he makes us revisit some old ground first. Maybe it's a relationship that you've kind of been avoiding restoration in. Maybe it's a situation that you know you've just kind of left on the back burner for a while. Maybe it's a heart attitude, or maybe it's something that um, you know is keeping you entangled that you feel like you're going back over old ground again and again and again. The thing is, when God prepares us for new ground, when he calls us into new spaces, he also wants to do the healing journey with us. He knows what we're gonna face in that space. He knows what battles we're gonna face. And he knows how we need to be prepared And so I just felt this morning that the Lord wanted to say, as we get prepared as a church to move into this new season, even as we start re-engaging in life again after COVID, if you feel like there are some things that keep reappearing, that keep coming to the forefront, that keep situations that keep coming in front of you. I feel like the Lord is asking us, will you trust me? Will you risk? Even though for Joshua in this situation, it was scary to risk. It was scary for him to put that risk in other people's hands. You know, he could have said, actually, I'm going to go. But he knew it was right to send others to go. So what situations are we in that we feel like we're going over old ground? Even just now as we're sitting, I wonder if something's popped into your mind. I just The Lord wants to bring a deeper healing into that thing. That doesn't always look like everything's going to be wonderful. It doesn't always look like Um, you know, there's going to be complete restoration. Sometimes it's something in our own hearts that God needs to do. So sometimes stepping into new places starts with circling over old ground. Not for the sake of circling over old ground but for the sake of being healed and for the sake of growing and maturing in those areas that God knows we're going to need as we get into the new land. The other thing that God does in us or does as he's preparing us for new places and new things is that he reminds us that so going into new places means we have to be okay to engage with the uncomfortable. Now, Rahab is one of those very interesting stories in the Bible where we just have a few sentences, and I'd love to go back and pick the brains of whoever wrote this and go, could you tell me more? So two spies, two Israelite spies, walked into a prostitute's house. I'm sorry, can I just read that again? <laughs> Went, <and laughs> You know, sometimes we can just gloss over it. How uncomfortable. Why? Why? What what on earth led them to go into Rahab's house? We don't know. There's There's no more information given to us. But we know that would have been a mighty uncomfortable place. Here is a woman who yes, let's just say, was not the most honourable woman. Here is a woman whose lifestyle is messy and makes everyone feel uncomfortable. But what I love about this is as you read, and um, when we were reading, here is a woman who God has revealed himself to. This messy, uncomfortable woman has met God, has seen God, as she's heard all the things about God. Everyone else, she says, in our land is fearful of you. I know it's because you serve the God of heaven. God was at work in a prostitute in jericho jericho's a city which we will which we know as we go ahead will be destroyed and yet god hears the cry of this woman i was just thinking i was just wondering you know why did why was jericho highlighted to joshua i'm sure there's a few reasons but It struck me today that God had heard the cry of Rahab. And so when Joshua was said to the spies, go into Jericho, go and check it out. I know it was, you know, to check out where they are. But I wonder if there was something else. I wonder if his heart was responding to partnering with God in what he was doing. You see, as we... Um, As God prepares us for the new ground and the new place that he wants to take us to, he's also preparing us to be uncomfortable. I don't know about you, I spend a lot of my life trying to make myself comfortable. I don't like being uncomfortable. And I want to be uncomfortable. But the more I read the Bible, the more I realize God is in the uncomfortable. And you know what? He's very comfortable in the uncomfortable. It doesn't faze him. It doesn't bother him. And actually, which feels a bit offensive occasionally, he doesn't worry that I feel uncomfortable. And so he is wanting us to remember This new season that we're stepping into, this new place that we're walking into, not just as Northridge, but even you know the world with where it's at this next season, it's going to be uncomfortable, but he is already at work. He is already doing things. And one of the things we talk a lot about here is about partnering with the Spirit, partnering with God. Hearing, listening to his voice, and seeing where he is. And so he wants us to be okay, to be willing to step into the uncomfortable. This next season is going to require trust, courage love, kindness, and being okay with being uncomfortable. The Lord knows each and every one of us. He knows what he's put in us. And he also knows what the world needs. He knows what the person that you see every day I was going to say when you commute, but who commutes every day these days? Um, when you commute occasionally, he knows that person, or the person at the checkout, or the person in the shops, or the friend that you haven't chatted to for ages, or the person you know that really winds you up, but you know that God has something there that he wants you to engage in. God is calling us as a church. Are we going to risk? Are we going to step out? Are we going to trust him? Whether it's going over old ground, whether it's dealing with the things that we've been putting off dealing with for a while, Whether it's engaging in that uncomfortable space, are we going to say yes and are we going to trust him? Because he has something for us. He has plans and purposes for each and every one of us, individually and together. So why don't we stand? And we're just going to spend a little bit of time now waiting on the Holy Spirit. I just wanted to give the opportunity um, this morning as, you know, if you're thinking about the next, I don't know, maybe year, sort of the next season, the next things that you're walking into. I want to invite the Holy Spirit to to just um, reveal to you whether maybe there's old ground that you need to go over. Maybe there's something that you need to revisit. And maybe you need to be asking the Lord for how to deal with it differently and what it is that he wants to do in that space. Or maybe there's an uncomfortable place that you know he's asking you to step into. Let's just wait on the Spirit now and I'll invite him. So, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you open our ears and our eyes? Lord, would you show us what it is you want to do in us? And we're just going to wait on the Spirit. Sometimes that can feel like... The Holy Spirit can feel like a bit of shaking or a little bit of heat Sometimes our body involuntary moves. Sometimes it's just a, a piece. And I, Spirit, we ask so that you would come. See you Just let him minister to you. I've been learning recently that it takes time to get down to the stuff that God really wants to do in us. Often we're ready before he is.